Welcome to Jews Taekwondo Podcast. Hello, everyone. Today I have Master Joseph Sesco. He's an eighth degree black belt, and he's here on our podcast, kind of telling us a little bit about his self defense curriculum that he's that he uses at his studio. Master Sesco, how are you doing today, sir? I'm great, sir. Awesome. Give us a little bit of background on what um, what you do at your studio, and, and there's some um, self defense pyramid you kind of talk about. Okay. Uh, at my school, we do a basic type self-defense that kind of goes from one step to the next uh, because being in law enforcement and defensive tactics instructor, I have to be able to teach that simply because somebody grabs your arm, you don't basically have a right to kick them five times, punch them in the face, drop them to the ground and break their arm because now you've actually become the aggressor. And so I try to teach my students when they first come in, they learn basic self-defense such as one of the first self-defense I, I, I tell people is to step back. That's a defense. You don't have to do anything. You step back. Very easy self-defense to do. You don't have to do anything. You just step back. But it gets to the point, say, maybe an arm grab or a hand on the shoulder you don't want there. We teach them to knock it away, to uh, release the hand. Size and gender and age and physical ability all pay into that. And then the next step would be if somebody would grab your arm and they hold on a little bit tighter or he's a little bit bigger and he's more aggressive, then we go into a wrist lock. And then from there, maybe we go into a takedown. In police work, if we get any more physical than that, where maybe the person's trying to get you on the ground and get your weapon, then you can go to taser and or you get to the point where maybe your life's in danger. Then self-defense-wise, you do have a right to defend yourself and harm the other person to a certain level. But uh, it's important to understand that once a situation is, is done, the aggressor stops, you are to automatically stop. Once you step beyond that, because that person stops and put that extra uh, ohm for that hit or, or whatever, you do a little more damage, then that could be a problem. You become the aggressor. And I think sometimes in police work that happens because adrenaline, e- e- adrenaline even as a martial artist, you, you'll get that adrenaline flow and your your instincts just, you want to keep on going. You can punch harder. You can kick faster. Time, things move fast for you. You're able to get things done and you can do a lot more harm than what you think. That's where in police work sometimes they maybe go step, once that person surrenders, they maybe go on a little overboard that, and that's where sometimes things happen, where maybe an officer gets sued because he was more aggressive and stuff like that. Those, And that's what we try to tell pe- teach people, whether in self-defense especially or in police work, that once somebody surrenders or they stop, no more action, then you should stop. And that's the, uh, the case to it. And also, remember, file a report. Even if he was the attacker, you file a report because things can be turned around the other way. He, he could end up filing a report saying you attacked him and those things happen i, I mean i've i've it, it has happened before to one even one of my students where they were attacked and defended herself and the other person uh went and filed a report and uh, claimed that they were attacked wow that's um amazing you know that really is amazing so you know it's interesting because we never think about being attacked or assaulted and how does that relate in taekwondo but what you just said about um knowing when to stop and not when to stop and in taekwondo training we do kind of train like that i think it might be like inspiring and you have a an umpire that would say stop because that's too much and so i think we do learn oh wait that is a bit much so maybe i need to calm down a little bit so when we find ourselves in that situation in real life maybe we understand wait that's that may be too much lesson to learn that definitely in uh, from what 
taekwondo can teach us it's not we may never ever be in those situations where we're assaulted however it's the ability to move left and right yes the training helps with us and hopefully if you are in those situations that it comes into play you know on to that we was talking about i know my my instructor grandmaster wheatley he always started we talked about self-defense stuff and he's the one explained to me one day about you know just stepping backward is a perfect self-defense, and people don't normally think about that. You know, some uh, you get an aggressor, you take one step back, you get yourself out of the way, you're able to, that, that's a good self-defense move without even getting involved in anything. You know, just little things sometimes. Self-defense doesn't have to be a whole bunch of complicated movements and stuff. Right. You know. But that only comes with training. Though. With training, yes. Right? Tr- yes. Repetition, so, is, repetition is the, I, I can't I say any more about that. That's, that's the most important thing. And I find that in, whether it be in Taekwondo or police work, at least in Taekwondo, martial arts, you're training that all the time. In police work, they go through it once a year and they don't do it again. And that's problems, unless they continue on into a martial art or something like that. But, Absolutely. And like even patterns, I think that moving yeah. left and right and that gives you that ability to move because you can show people how to do a, a release from a hold but what i've found is when you try to show that to someone who's never had any training they have a difficult time yes that's why it's really important to, to continue to train yes i find that people that's a good uh, scenario there I, I find that when people sometimes do comp, do self-defense wrist locks they want to stand in the same position and it's awkward you have to be able to move that's what i explained about patterns you have a good body flow the more you do your patterns you watch a beginner to a higher level you see the difference a beginner is like a robot as you go up the grade the patterns become much smoother your body movements you can just the way the person moves and walks i've had people say to me says you must do martial arts because you just kind of like flow through certain things <laughs> and i said well thank you i says that's the goal that i'm trying to attain i want my body to be fluid you know i don't like that stiffness and stuff but i, I try to tell people i says in self-defense you have to move remember that person moving back or moving forward and you go with them you know there's certain self-defense where you want that person to to maybe move forward and continue to because you're doing a certain movement a twist or a turn where you're trying to get them to use their body weight uh you're using their body weight against them so it's it's important in pattern are important for that to help you with that because you're turning and shifting and moving and your body's used to those turns and moves and flows that it becomes natural and not a stiff movement where you have to think of what you're going to do next yeah i mean we can talk about that all the time and you can say well we could do drills like this but patterns can mix it up a little bit yeah and you can do it on your own so you can practice moving doing those types of movements right and that you don't have to think about should i try to practice this if you just continue to practice and practice and practice, that's going to give us that ability to. And a lot to of the pa- and the patterns have self defense movements in it. If you if you want to really break it down, a lot of times people know the movements, but they might not associate too much with self defense. Just think about the pattern aspect of it. But but there's self defense movements in there. I mean, when you defend yourself, you're doing a kick. You want to be able to do a kick. You're practicing your kick all the time and your pattern, and you're getting better at it. You're getting precise. You're getting your timing. You're getting all that stuff down, you know. Fight's not like you see on TV where it lasts for 20 minutes, you know. <laughs> it should last for one second. The more I tell my students and I tell police officers, I says the more you have to, to, to fight, the, the, your chances of winning keep going down. So you want to be able to handle a situation right away, and all those things come into play. Training, constant training, and uh, the seriousness of your training, you know, take it very, very serious. 
You have a lot of students that uh, just kind of show up. They're for Taekwondo because their mom and dad make them do it, or yes, yes, and, a lot of the kids, yes, and um, especially a lot of especially a lot of teens. I mean, I've I've had many parents bring their kids in and say, you know, I want them to do this because I know they're going to learn self defense, and and so I'm paying for like maybe two months or one month or three months. And they promised me they would do it. And at the end, if they want to continue, they can continue. And if not, that's then they can leave. So, yes, I've had a lot of that. As far as self-defense is concerned, I mean, there's so many benefits from Taekwondo. But from a self-defense point of view, I don't know if one or two months is going to give an individual right. that ability. I Right. I try to explain... You know, a lot of these, a lot of there's like self-defense classes set up and it's a one-day seminar and really uh, to learn something to be good at it, you're not going to learn it in one day and then never think about it the rest of your, again, that's, hopefully that sparks something in your, in your mind. Hey, maybe I need to, to further this. If I want to defend myself, I want to self-confidence. That's what I need. So without self-confidence, no matter how good you are, you're, you're not going to be able to defend yourself in with Taekwondo. You build self-confidence that uh, you don't have to go out and defend yourself because you feel secure about yourself. And that other person sees that. And, and, they, and they don't want somebody to fight somebody or bully somebody that has a lot of self-confidence even more than they do. So uh, continuous training is, is, the, is the key to, to uh, basically self-defense. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Give you an example of um, that confidence. I mean, the, the ability to like break a board that kind of tells you, wow, I can have, yeah. I do have some destruction power. And if I ever had to hit somebody, then I know that I could probably do some damage. But that only comes in with time. Yes, and that we can't um, just show up for one class once a yes, week. Yes, I think of that when I'm when I'm doing some breaking. I think, wow, you know, this kick hit this, destroyed these boards. Think self-defense. Just think if you would kick somebody in a vital area. I mean, it would just it would be devastating with the power that you can generate from that. But that comes with practice. Right. That comes with practice. Without practice, that builds a self-confidence. Now I know that if that if I have to kick somebody, they're going to get hit. So I feel good. You know, I said, yeah, I can handle myself. So as a deputy in the in the sheriff's department, what percentage would you say fight situations or self-defense situations uh, actually go to the ground? I know probably police officers probably go to the ground more because they have to subdue somebody. For a civilian, they don't necessarily need to go to the ground because they may just hit them one time and that could be it. The situations I've been in, I, I have had people punch and kick me and, and, and because... <coughs> They they weren't trained. You could actually see the hand and the foot coming. So I so it was easy just to grab them and go down to the ground. Most of the people when you're trying to subdue them or arrest or arrest them, basically they're fighting you long enough so they can run. So you know they got to run. We have to learn to fight on the ground because you're going to find people that are that maybe are trained to fight on the ground or just for some reason grab onto you and you go to the ground. You know you've got to get you've got to be able to put them in a wrist lock, get on top of them, but. Uh, Generally now with the equipment we have from tasers to this and this, it helps. You know, we, we're trained to evaluate a situation. You know, you just don't go running in and doing stuff. You know, you look at this person, you see this person's very strong, you wait for backup. But there's going to be times where you might be by yourself and be jumped by by other people and stuff. So, you, you know, you've always got to be ready. You've got to be... Uh, you know, you've got to be uh, aware of a situation constantly. But, you know, generally, I've always had a lot of people that wanted to, to run, right. to run and flee, you know. but That's uh, for a police officer's right. situation. But what about civilians where a criminal is trying to assault you, right? Yes. How often would you say that that goes to the ground? Or is it that if a, someone has trained 
in martial art like taekwondo that um, maybe it hardly ever goes to the ground, or does it always go to the yeah. ground? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of times when when I've I've gone to fights, you know, there've been a few punches thrown. The ones that aren't very well trained, a lot a lot of times that uh, there's not much injury and stuff. But a lot of times they actually fall to the ground, and a lot of times it ends up they're on the ground wrestling around with each other. Police officers, I haven't run into too many yet, but uh, we we're we're pushing the training for ground fighting because apparently it's happening a lot other places mm. you know yeah and, and it's a big thing and with and now with all this mma stuff you get all these amateur people out there uh wanting to take wanting one wanting wanting to do it so now you've got to deal with these people that want to you know start wrestling around and so that begs another question because i have a lot of respect for other martial art you know like jiu-jitsu or mma how many of those people would also have respect for other people in other words they're probably not the type of people to to go assault other people, yes. right? Maybe you can help me clarify that a little bit. Of all the attacks and or assaults, how many of them are martial artists? In other words, or are they just street fighters or they're just criminals and they've not yeah. really had much training? I mean, I've, I've run into people that, you know, he said this guy kind of assault, he went to attack me and, and I have martial arts training and, and he just punched them once or twice in the nose. I mean, just... I mean, he knew where to hit, and it stopped right there. Uh, but how much training he had, I don't know. Rare, very rare have I run into a person that's like maybe a black belt or pretty well trained in a in a legitimate school that's uh, been in a situation. You know, usually they're they're calm enough to to get out of it. But I, somebody that's maybe trained with a clandestine type martial art or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, you know, yeah. something they see on TV or maybe somebody had a little bit of training that, that wants to do street fighting. And they're the types to go out and get in the fight. And they're going to pick on people that they could beat up because nobody wants to brag about being in a fight and losing it. Sure. But, I, but I noticed that. Usually the big guy with a little bit of training seems to always have beaten this little guy up. You know, it's yeah, never, yeah. It never any, I never ran into a situation where somebody thinks they're a martial artist ever ever got in a fight with somebody that was much bigger and stronger with them. You know, so taekwondo in a way, or martial art in a way, kind of keeps people humble. Yes, yes. And so we don't find other martial artists right. involved in those situations because they respect other people more, I think. And I hope that's true. Right. So <clears throat> I talked to... Uh, People that have been arrested before and why they're always in jail for fighting and a lot of them think because they have no self-confidence. They says, well, you know, I'm going to be arrested and and I've got to prove to people that I am a tough guy. So even though I get my butt beat, I still end up fighting, you mm. know, I still end up fighting because I have to try to prove something. And as a martial artist, not much the, the more I'm in this, the, the, I don't have to prove anything anymore. I mean... <laughs> Why should I? You know, I, I just, I, I live my life. I enjoy it. I feel confident. And I know that if a situation is bad, then I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of it. I don't go out looking for stuff. And if a situation looks like something could happen, then I don't have to go there. I can turn and go. I go into a, I go into a bar restaurant and I see that there's a lot of problems there. Why should I go get in the middle of it? I just leave. I go to another place. Right, you know, right. you, you, I don't have to prove anything. This some people do want to go in and prove that hey, that's just because of lack of confidence. Lack of confidence, and exactly. that's probably um, probably the same as being bullied or why a bully yes. bully somebody. Right? Wouldn't it be better for martial artists or taekwondo people in order to make a more peaceful world 
is try to encourage people to do Taekwondo if, if more of us did that, right? Right. I talk to my kids about that. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. And I ask the kids, I said, how do you make a more peaceful world? I says, I says just think. I says, oh, every, everybody in this class gets along with each other. And just think, if everybody in the world did Taekwondo, guess what? Everybody would be friends. I said, it would be a great world. Probably. You know, you're always going to find a, um, sometimes you find a bad apple here and there, but generally you're going to have some good people because they're all on the same page. They're all, they're all focused on good things and not bad things. Yeah, I think that's um, kind of interesting because people think of martial art or maybe Taekwondo as being a, a violent sport or, you know, you're hurting people. But I think it's really the opposite. It's really teaching respect and discipline. Great. But there are times that we have to defend ourselves. And in those situations, we do need to have the skill set. And that skill set requires a lot of training. Training. A lot of repetition. repetition. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, you don't have to think about it. I mean, you don't want to stand there and, and think what to do. You know, if this guy's going to punch you, you don't want to say, well, wait a second, uh, before, because i got to figure out what I'm going to do. You know, uh, a lot of people tell me, like, out on the street, I said, what happened? Well, this guy punched me. And I said, well, I, I didn't really know what was happening. Next thing I know, I got hit. I said, well, that's why training helps you prepare for that. You're always, you're always on the alert. That's why sparring helps, helps a little bit. You see things. You see things coming. And then after a while, it slows down because you're so used to seeing punches and kicks coming at you that, that you're able to evade these. And out on the street, from the things I've been through, everything kind of slows down a little bit. You can see the punch coming and you're thinking of something else. And it was kind of funny. Just like shooting a weapon, the more I've been doing it, when we're under timing thing, and it seems like we got like 10 seconds to do this, and sometimes 10 seconds seems like 10 minutes. <laughs> you wow. know, Taekwondo, it's the same thing. You've got plenty of time to react, even though they're, they're moving at a faster speed. That's what I noticed, but it becomes, it's part of training. It's yeah. part of training. You're not, it's not going to happen on the first day. It might not happen on the second day. But as you move through those ranks and you put an effort into your training, you will see the results. Definitely. Do you ever have students that just don't want to spar? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. 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 And I try to tell them, I said, you know, that's part of the self-confidence. I says, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. I said, you know, when students go to competition, I don't care if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. I said, it's going to happen, but you can go back the next day. But you got to get out there and do it. Helps. That's indomitable spirit. You know, I said, there's things that it's your school. It's school that you might be afraid to do because you're maybe afraid of, of failing or something. But you got to do it. And once you do it, guess what? What do you do? You feel what? Feel good about yourself. Yeah. Right. Go spar. Even if, you know, when you finish, it's like, yeah, man, I finished this. I did good. And it gives you more experience. More experience. More experience. So if you ever had to defend yourself, maybe you've seen that technique or maybe you've yeah. seen that. One that other thing angle. I tell the students, I says, you know, we're sparring, we wear gloves, and you might get hit on the side of the head or you might get kicked. And you realize, hey, I'm okay. Right. I didn't get fall to the ground. So now outside on the street you don't have to worry about getting hurt because you know what it feels like and these guys that you're fighting in the classroom are well trained out on the street they're not well trained so you're able to handle yourself there's a lot of self-confidence there you're you know you're a lot stronger to handle that mentally instead of worrying about what's going to happen if i get hit am i going to fall to the ground or <laughs> well know? that's experience right <laughs> <laughs> Well, Master Sesco, um, that was uh, awesome that you shared all that information, and I hope it inspires other people. Yes. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much. 
You're welcome, sir. We'll catch up next time. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Have a great day. Take one.